quite frankly, I think balance is a bit of BS. Like, I don't know that there's any time in our lives that there's truly this great balance, but there's a way to have a harmony. And that's really what Dream Leadership Institute's about. That's what John D and I are about. Welcome to Awaken Greatness, the essential podcast for dreamers, action takers, people who want to reach your full potential and business owners that want their company to reach the next level. Each episode is a treasure trove of resources and tools that will explore the latest trends, actionable strategies, and the mindset shifts necessary to turn your dreams and aspirations into reality. Brought to you by the Dream Leaders Institute and hosted by Dr. Cliff Fisher. Tune in, turn up your dreams, and let's awaken the greatness within you. All right, tribe. Welcome to Awaken Greatness with Dr. Cliff Fisher and Jonathan Dunn, brought to you by Dream Leader Institute, where we awaken greatness, give you the tools to find and create your greatest life, and we raise the consciousness of the planet. And so I'm really excited to pick up where we left off. Last time we were talking about, like, what are your six priorities? What are the things that are most important to you? And so I would love to dive into that and take it to the next level because quite frankly, all of us say we have our priorities, but are we truly living them? And honestly, do we even have enough time to live our priorities? So Jonathan Dunn, welcome. I'm super excited to do this one. And I think you had mentioned one thing that I thought was really powerful was that this drill is one of the most eye-opening drills that we do. This is unequivocally one of the most eye-opening drills anyone will ever do. At Dream Leader, we've been doing the priority drill with people for a long time. And we came to realize something that probably a lot of you in the viewing audience have realized. What comes out of our mouth really doesn't matter all that much. What do the actions show the world? because actions are what crosses us across the proverbial finish line. And even more importantly on this drill, we live in a world where people are obsessed with more, 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 more. There's nothing wrong with some more, by the way. But let's take those six priorities from last time. And let's make sure you got that right first. I mean, it's straight up kind of biblical, you know, about doing well with the things that you have right now, and then you're given more. And most people have that order in reverse. So let's jump right into it. Dr. Cliff, if you could go ahead and share the screen. And we want you to see what we're looking at. This sheet is accessible to everyone. Just really go to dreamleaderinstitute.com, sign up for the newsletter where we give you tons of value, and we'll get this sheet for you. But you don't need it for today. What you see on the screen is priority one, priority two, priority three, priority four, priority five, priority six. And what we want you to do is from our last episode, just go ahead and write out what was your number one priority, number two, number three, number four, number five, and number six. Go ahead and write those in. If you're just now picking up with us today, this is your first episode, don't 
don't, you know, tune out. You can pick up right where we are here. Just go ahead and write what are your six top priorities to the best of your knowledge. And then you can you can pause us here or, or keep going because what you see underneath that is you see one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, so on and so forth. Just to backtrack a little bit, if you guys are new to this, just when we're talking about priorities, things like family, God, health, partners, our children, work, whatever those priorities are. So just I just don't want you guys to have that blank stare as we're going through this. So yeah. Okay. So and as an example here. My number one priority in my life is indeed God. But if I just say it's God, does it really mean anything? Where's the rubber meet the road? So what would my one, two, three look like? Well, number one, I read Jesus Calling and an app called Laudate every single solitary day. So that's my first action of really showing God that God is number one in my life. Then my number two is I do a daily meditation slash coffee hour with God. And then number three, I really, I go to mass once a week. Church, whatever you want to call it, I do that once a week. So I say God's number one, and then what the one, two, three underneath that is for is what are the three actions you're really putting out there into the universe that show God is number one or whatever your number one is? And I'll, and I'll give one more example. My second most important priority, many years ago, I had some childhood trauma and I was working with a counselor to work my way through it. And my counselor had told me the greatest gift I could give to the world was me being my healthiest self. The greatest gift I could give to my family, my team, the viewing audience out there, Dr. Cliff, our team at DLI is my healthiest self. So as fate would have it, my second most important priority is my healthiest self. Kind of what are the top three there? Number one, my exercise routine. Be as specific as possible here. You'll see that as we go into the next phase. I do a daily 5K, weights four times a week, follow a sleep routine, fuel the body like a million-dollar racehorse, except on Saturday. You know, and that's just three of the things, by the way. And, and, and that's how I show the world my healthiest self is there. There's also reading involved in that. A lot of other things. It's obviously very connected to God, but you'll see where we're headed with this when we get to the next, the next phase. So for me, the examples finally would be God number one, priority number two is my healthiest self, priority three is my wife, priority four are my children, priority five is the Dream Leader Institute, and priority six is actually hobbies slash everyone else. And one of the things you're going to learn in this drill is something that Dr. Cliff and I spoke about last time. We're telling you it's mathematically impossible to have more than six priorities. And on that subject, if you went to my wife, Jennifer is her name, and said, you know, Johnny, and she, we do these drills together, has got you number three, she'd say, I know, Johnny's 
got me number three, but man, he sure makes me feel like number one. So just because these are ordered, it doesn't mean they're all not really number ones. So go ahead. What we want you to do, you've got your six priorities filled out. Now do your three action steps that are going to show that priority they're a priority. Dr. Cliff, is there anything that you would like to add here? I think it's really critical as we're processing this because, and we we named it specifically this, a lot of times we've heard work-life balance, but we really went to work-life harmony because quite frankly, I think balance has been a BS. Like, I don't know that there's any time in our lives that there's truly this great balance, but there's a way to have a harmony. And that's really what Dream Leadership Institute's about. That's what John D and I are about is we want to create that harmony, have these agreements, make sure that our priorities are our priorities. And honestly, I think the way we measure our priorities, where do we spend our time, our energy, our money, and our focus? No, I agree. And he said something, you know, very, very important there. And what one of the goals like of spending time with Dream Leader Institute is this. And it's kind of, you know, what Dr. Cliff said. We want you to love going to work every day. And then, you know, when you get home and your kid runs up to you, or if you don't have a kid and they say, hey, dad, how was work? And you go, man, I loved it. And the kid says, well, man, that's great to hear. Why'd you come home then? And then the, the mom or dad says, because I love you even more. And then, you know, when you're out in your social life or doing activities that you love that, you know, I always say, Everything in life defaults back to our core belief because our beliefs become our thoughts, our thoughts become our action, et cetera, et cetera. And, and most people don't even believe that's possible. And we're here to tell you and show you it is possible. But now this is the trickiest part of this drawer. And, and we want to emphasize, like, don't worry about this being perfect, okay? This is more about introducing you to the concept. Maybe you know what I'm about to tell you now. Maybe you haven't figured it out yet. But the real currency in life is time. And it's not infinite. So here's what we're asking you to do. For God to be my number one priority, and God really is, we all get 168 hours in the week. It's non-negotiable. God gets 12 and a half of those 168. And I'm talking about the real intentional time. I mean, I'm praying ceaselessly throughout the day. I don't, I don't count that. But whatever your number one priority is, for it to really be a number one priority based upon the actions you listed, how many hours is that going to take? And I don't want to complicate this too, but I encourage everyone to do two columns here. What's it currently taking and what would it get, you know, in my most harmonious world, kind of an aspirational one. So go ahead through priority one, priority two, priority three, four, five, and six, and write out how many hours of the 168 that it would get to be a true priority. And then we'll go into the back page, which is where it gets very, very interesting. But Dr. Cliff, once again, anything you want to chime in here? 
No, I think just writing those, you know, three things about each thing. You know, how are you making those a priority? What are the actions that you're taking to truly make that priority on your top six? Because we only get six. And really, like I said, don't worry about being perfect with the time. Okay. Don't worry about that. But go ahead, you know, pause us for a second or do whatever you need to do. But go ahead and really think through that. Of course, the work one is the easiest one. And, uh, you know, like priority two, you're thinking about, you know, my health. I've obviously got sleep in there as well. So I obviously know like that one really right off the top is 49 hours on just the sleep front. So be thinking about stuff like that. But then we'll go to the back page. And this is where it gets very, very (laughs) interesting. Okay, so what you're looking at in the first caught up column here is work time spent hours left so as an example dream leader institute i work 40 hours a week so i would write 40 hours time spent and then in the hours left category that would then mean i have 128 hours left and let me also tell you If you are a leader of people, this is so important because very few leaders we've ever come across truly understand what they're asking of people. And and quite frankly, not to blow up the school system, but a lot of teachers, they need to check themselves before they wreck themselves. Children are not able to be children because teachers do not really grasp what they're asking of the kids with homework. They're very rarely coordinating with other teachers to find out, and the kids are learning a word we were never meant to learn, and that's called being overwhelmed. Because you're going to get to the end of the sheet, and you're going to see in your own life, you probably did not have a grasp that you only have 168 hours to spend each week, and it's non-negotiable. Okay, but then we go to the next category. Now, a lot of people are working uh, from home now, but if you are a person that drives to work, how many hours do you spend on a weekly basis driving to work? Once again, this is not one day. It's for the whole week. How much time do you spend driving to work? So as an example, I told you I work 40 hours. I got... That means I have 128 hours left. If I drove to work, seems like most people are about a 30-minute drive there and back, so they're an hour a day, five hours total. I would put five hours time spent, hours left, 123, although I don't drive to work, hallelujah. Uh, (laughs) Sorry if you still do, although maybe that's your thing. But once again, very few leaders really grasp that. You know, it's not just the hours they're at work, okay? And they come in with an attitude. Remember, they had to drive to work. And maybe the traffic is a freaking nightmare, and they come in and they're not their best, and you need to understand that as a leader and handle it appropriately. But then we get the third one, and this is another thing leaders never take a look at. How much time do you spend getting ready for work? And and not only getting ready for work, but like when you get back from work, ungetting ready for work. 
How many leaders are, t are thinking about that? How many school teachers thinking about that? Like, you, you, you start to go, okay, uh, you know, for me, I spend 30 minutes in the morning getting ready. I spend 30 minutes at night, you know, getting unready. It's an hour a day. It's five hours. So go ahead, put that category in, subtract it from what's left. And this is what I keep telling leaders. If you are expecting people to work 50 hours a week, straight up work, about five hours driving, about five hours getting ready, that's 60 hours a week. That is over one third of a human being's life gone off the top. I'm kind of an abrasive fellow, by the way, if you haven't figured that out yet. And if you're a leader who's expecting someone to give up over a third of their life, you need to rest assured that something very important in that person's life is suffering and you're the cause of it. And I can tell you whatever they're asking, you're asking them to do at work, it's not more important than their very own family. And that is a message we have been sending in America for far too long. And it's why mental health is at a crisis beyond people's wildest comprehension. Because work will never be more important than home. Ever. Amen. So now that we're through that part, we go to sleep. Now, this is the part where I blow leaders up all the time. And I say, hey, do you want your team to be the greatest versions of themselves? And they go, yeah, I do. And I say, well, how much sleep do they need to get to be the greatest versions of themselves? So most people are on the eight train, which is 56. I misspoke earlier. My math was a little off. I wasn't ready to put my math hat on. <laughs> so 56 hours of sleep. And I go, but you just told me that you feel your job work is so important. You've got him at 60, 65, and you're sending him emails at all times of the day. And now they're, they're sleeping, you know, 56. So then we got, we'll just round that up to 60, and they're working 60. That's 128 hour, 120 hours and 168. You know, and a third of someone's week is, uh, you know, uh, you know, 168 hours divided by three. You know, it's about 56 hours, right? Uh, 56 hours. So then just between work and sleep, you're really like, it's about over two thirds of someone's life gone. Close. Close. Yep. That's what our world looks like. And that's a train wreck. And if any school teachers are listening to this. You want those children sleeping 56 hours a week. You want them being with their families. You want them being with their friends. And then they're at school for however long. Think about that long and hard before you go giving them assignments. I mean, really, is it that important? Probably not. So now, between working, driving to work, getting ready for work, and sleeping, oh, in the next category, getting ready for sleep, you know, pretty much two-thirds is gone. Because you want people to brush their teeth. You want them to floss. You want them to take a shower before they go to bed so their sheets don't get stinky. But then, oh, we go into the next category. Eating. We have to eat or we die. So we'll go ahead and do the next three. How much time do you spend eating per week? How much time do you spend preparing food, cleaning up, 
and really just shopping for food and doing chores. Go ahead and think of that as a whole week, once again, based in reality, aspirationally, and subtract that from the 168. You know, how great would it be to sit down with your family for an hour at dinner, unrushed, and really talk? You see why that's not happening? Because here's the cold, hard reality of this world we live in. Between work, driving to work, getting ready for work, sleeping, getting ready for sleep, eating food, preparing food, cleaning up, shopping for food and chores, way more than two-thirds of someone's life is gone, it's over, it ain't coming back. And very few leaders at company are really giving a good enough value proposition for someone to come and give over two-thirds of their life for the shit they put people through. It's a fact. It's why mental health is at a crisis right now. And, you know, Dr. Cliff, myself, the rest of the DLI team, happy to get on a call with you and uh, really talk this out even deeply. Because I'm sure that what you see next is exercise. If you want a family, you want it to be the best version of itself. If you have a business, you want it to be the best version of themselves. So people need to exercise. There's going to be a lot of people that have a zero in this category because it's not happening. And that's why morbidity is so huge in the, in, the, in the world that we live in right now. So base that on reality and how much you do and the best version of yourself and subtract that from the total. And by the way, now you see priority, priority two, three, four, five, six. Now go back to the front of the sheet and subtract out all the hours from how much time you'd like to be on your priorities. And uh, Dr. Cliff, would you like to guess what we see when we get to this part? Oh, yeah, I know. We've done it. Like, yeah. I mean, people don't have any hours left. Most people don't even make it to the sixth priority and they're out of time. Yep. And I go, this is why I don't ask people to do stuff. Because I know the vast majority of the population's uh, calendar is a train wreck. And by the way, Dr. Cliff. Most people have priority of health over work. And what do you think, Dr. Cliff, is the first thing, priority that struggles when work ramps up? Yeah, health health and exercise. People just run out of time. Yep, and their families. Yep. And it's disgusting. You know, Dr. Cliff, I did this with a CPA group yesterday. I was talking to you that about before, before the, uh, the podcast became. Yeah. One guy... He starts crying and is sick to his stomach. And he totally understands his life because he's at 191 hours before he gets to the end. And you can't have more than six priorities. Quite quite frankly, I really can't have more than five. Like like, like we said the, the first thing, if you have more than a few priorities, you really don't have any priorities. So go ahead, go through all of those. If anything's redundant from an earlier category, obviously don't double subtract it. We just didn't know what people would list when we made this sheet. But then the next thing you see is love languages of relationships. Everyone in the world wants A-level relationships that are world-class and filled with love. So how much time would you spend on that in a perfect world? You know, if, if there's no redundancy there, go ahead, subtract that out. Okay, everybody gets a little uh, a little email uh, thing on their uh, phones that says how much screen time they had. 
time do you spend checking email? If you're a leader, how many times do you email people? Because most of your people, they don't even have time left in their lives. And, and you know, every, every email you sent, their family is suffering. By the way, maybe the job has to get done, but maybe you need to expand your staff. Just throwing that out there. Okay, the next category. Once again, you probably have this as one of your six priorities. Like, you know, when you go on the airplane, they first tell you how to put on a seatbelt, which is bizarre. I'm like, <laughs> I hope I'm not flying with people who don't know how to put on a seatbelt, except for young children. <laughs> The second one is, you know, if you get in a water landing, they call it. And I'm like, uh, it's a crash. <laughs> and no, I don't want to save my seat cushion that has had a ton of butts sitting on it as a souvenir if I happen to survive the water landing. But the third one is put on your oxygen mask. Even if you have young kids, put it on first because all of us are here to serve and serve powerfully. This is a fact. So if you have any time left, how much time do you need to spend putting on your oxygen mask every day? Subtract that out. Once again, based in reality. And uh, maybe do an aspirational one. The next one. Why do so many people not live their dreams? Well, quite frankly, I'm sure if you're going through the sheet, you're probably at 180 hours already. So where the hell are you going to do it? And that's all I can tell you. Schedule a call with us and let's talk it out. We're not going to try to sell you anything, but it's an important conversation that needs to be had. Why? Because people tell their children to live their dreams, and then the parents aren't living their dreams, and the kids grow up being hypocrites. And why do the kids grow up being hypocrites? Because their parents were a hypocrite. And that's why mental health is a train wreck right now. And then the last one, before we close down, every human being says, I want to live the life of my dreams seven days a week. And I go, oh, yeah, well, what number was that? And they go, oh, well, I had no time left over for the dreams, so that gets a zero on my chart. And I go, well, how much time do you spend on your distractions? And Dr. Cliff, what do you think most people spend more time on? A lot more time on distractions. That's right. And you know what I tell those people? I say I love you and all, but you're not a serious person. And if you spend more time on your distractions than your dreams, you are not a serious person. But if you've gotten to the bottom of this sheet and you see the Steve Jobs quote there, you got to learn to say no. And you're at 180, 190. I mean, I had uh, a real estate team in South Florida one time. They got into the second priority and they were already 50 hours ahead of the schedule. Okay. John, let me bring it back to distractions. Yeah. Like, what would classify in that? I know we've talked about that a lot, but what do you classify as distractions? Okay, everyone has goals. Yep. Any action that moves you towards a goal is productive. Any action that doesn't move you towards a goal isn't productive. And thus, it's classified as a distraction. By the way, as I said the last one, I'm guessing you didn't have priority one, two, three, four, five, or six as Facebook, as Instagram, or TikTok, and I bet you spend time there. But it's not a priority, so why do you do it? You know, and like I say, before you want more, let's get this right. And if you don't even know where to begin, call your friendly neighborhood Dream Leader Institute coach.
put the DLI signal in the sky like they used to do with <laughs> Batman, and we will walk you through it. What would it cost you to, what would it be worth for you to live the life of your dreams? And I know you would say priceless. Yep. Well, in the event you have a relationship with us, it's going to be way cheaper than priceless. <laughs> so the ROI is off the charts. But I hope you see from doing today's drill that most people's ability to govern their time is a complete and utter train wreck. And let us help you walk through it. Dr. Cliff, any parting thoughts? Yeah, I don't know if you guys... The first couple times I've done this, first time I saw this, my eyes went wide open because I was living some lies. I wasn't, you know, wasn't intentionally doing it, but I just didn't know. And so the thing that I love about this and having the accountability of having a coach is it really helps you be accountable to what you want and helps you helps make you better. So if you guys eyes were wide open, you want more information about this, click on the link, go to our website. We'd love to help you live the life of your dreams. John D, thanks for uh, such a great inspirational talk. and. You know, and it is a place where it's like some of these things, it's got to be hard. Like champions get where they get, be, not because of what they choose to do, but also probably more importantly, what they choose not to do. And that's really what this is about, about like, what are the things to choose not to do? And what are the things to choose to do? So thank you, John D. Um, thank you from DLI. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks, Todd. Thank you, dreamers, action takers, people and business owners reaching your potential for joining us on this journey to awaken greatness. We hope today's episode has sparked new ideas, ignited your passion, and brought you a step closer to realizing your dreams. If you're inspired to take action and eager to learn more, visit the Dream Leader Institute's website, dreamleaderinstitute.com. There you'll discover a wealth of resources and tools tailored to help you and your business reach its potential. Already making strides and looking for additional guidance? Dr. Cliff Fisher and our team at Dream Leader Institute are ready to assist you in navigating the path to success. Stay connected with us for more insights and strategies. And remember, your greatness is waiting to be unleashed. Let's continue to dream audaciously, take action boldly, and transform dreams into reality. Until next time, awaken your greatness.